So how does a waterfall work in a syndication or a fund? What are the steps? What are the different kinds of, of things that can go on? That's what we're gonna talk about. be helpful to have a visual representation of what exactly happens in a waterfall and how to think about it uh, that makes it real clear because it really isn't very complicated um, and but seeing it on paper sometimes can make all the difference in the world so let's go to the handy whiteboard so let's talk first about a direct investment deal where we know what it is. Let's say it's a piece of real estate. Uh, most of my clients are real estate, but we have a number of private equity firms, uh, hedge funds, businesses, all sorts of other people that raise capital, but most are in real estate. So let's stick with that. So we've got a piece of real estate. We have a piece of real estate and let's say, let's talk about a capital event first. So a capital event is when the property sells. Yay, capital event. All right, so capital event occurs. So money comes down and it hits this pool, right? So there's a big pool of money here. Pool, money pool. All right, so there's a big money pool. And now out of this pool, first, what has to happen? So before you give any money back to your investors, the next step that happens is expenses. These are expenses that happen before so that we can end up with the net profits at the end and that those net funds. So expenses, I mean, the big one obviously would be something if it was real estate is to pay back the loans. Oh my goodness. The other one, the one that matters most to you, is payment of fees. To you, manager. Now, important side note, the payment of fees, most of the time, these fees portion is going to be treated as income on your taxes. Um, so keep that in mind when you're doing your tax planning. So this happens first, right? So we pay off those, uh, we pay out all the expenses, the loan, the whatever there is left. Sometimes there's taxes. I've got other videos on that. Um, but most of the time it's, you know, you got to pay your loans, you got to pay your fees, whatever else is owing, which ends you up at the end of the day with your net proceeds. So you've got your net proceeds, that's supposed to look like a dollar mark, there you go. Um, so you end up with your net proceeds. Now from the net proceeds, this is where we really just start thinking about waterfalls. The most common first step out of, the, uh, out of a waterfall is a return of capital. This goes to your investors. Right, so that, that money goes to your investors. 
It's returning the amount of money that they have, so you're probably paying out all those Class A units, uh, that amount of their initial capital contribution. 99% of the time, this is what, what is in the operating agreement and the PPM, and it's described accordingly. So after return of the capital, what happens next? So a lot of times there will be a step here that is the preferred return. So the preferred return, let's say it's at 6%. That goes to the investors. Okay, this return of capital here, as long as it is a return of capital to your investors, is not taxed. Uh, as long as it's not taxed to the point at which is this their basis, of course, cost segregation, other things like that can adjust that, but uh, I'm just giving you that brief like idea just so that you know. Um, so your preferred return is coming to your investors. Now the preferred return probably is taxed and it would be taxed as long as you've held the asset for more than one year, it's gonna be taxed to your investors as a capital gain. After the payment of the preferred uh, return, Sometimes, and this isn't very common, especially in a real estate deal, but it certainly does happen in maybe 20 to 30% of the, of the formations that I write, the structures that I write. And that is what's called a catch-up. And that catch-up will be normally, it will be to the whatever that percentage is of the preferred return. Uh, and this gets paid to manager. So that catch up to the manager is a amount of money that is to bring them to this 6%. So what you're basically saying is, okay, investor, here's all your money back. I'm also going to give you a preferred return, which means I'm going to make sure that you get 6% of your money back before anybody else gets any money. And so we give you 6% of the money back. But what that actually has done is it's decreased the size of this pool here. It's decreased that size of the pool such that now it's not in line with what everybody would necessarily think it is. So you can do the preferred return as a pure catch up of 6% to the manager to make everybody fair. But that would essentially be a 50-50 split, right? So that first 12% of profits would basically be, okay, we're gonna split that 12% 50-50. First, we're gonna pay the investor, then we're gonna pay the manager. But that's probably not what your investors are normally thinking that a catch-up should be. Because if you're doing, for example, an 80-20 split, maybe it should be something different. Let's use a different, uh, different math here so that I don't have to do the math. Uh, but let's say we do a catch-up up to an additional, say, uh, say we're doing a uh, a split of of seventy five, so that would be to the manager. Uh, we do a catch up of, hey, manager, we're going to catch you up a little bit because you didn't get to participate in that first six percent, and so we're going to give make sure that you get some profits uh, as you would expect uh, from that next pool. After this, now we're in Splitsville. So here we might say something like, okay, split. We're gonna give 80%, actually since we were doing 75, let's do, we're gonna give 75% to 
to the investor. And we're gonna give 25% to the um, manager. After, and let's say that it, we wanna do a more complex waterfall than, than would be normal. So we're gonna say, we're gonna split that pool of money, but we're not gonna split all that money. We're gonna say, let's split the profits that way for just the next up to 20% of profit. And then after that, we're going to say, we're gonna split the remaining profit 50-50. And that's it, right? So let's put some actual numbers to it. I think that might be useful as well. So let's say at the end of the day, our net proceeds equals $5 million, right? And for that 5 million, let's say our investors invested uh, two and a half million. So two and a half million goes into this category, right? So that leaves us with an additional, now we've got, here we'll write it here. So now we've got 2.5 million left to divide, right? Okay, so now we've got to make a division of a preferred return. Typically you'll do that preferred return of 6% on the amount that they invested, which works out fine here. So the next 150,000 goes to your investors, which leaves us with 2,350,000, right? Now we've got this catch up piece here. And so that is equal to just an additional 35.25K. That leaves us with 2,385,250. Okay, so now we're going to divide that pool up just up to 20%. And because my math, it's much easier to do this in Excel. I'm not gonna do that here. Let's just say we're gonna do this simple waterfall here because you'll get the point. Um, so, so we've got that additional to uh, $2,385,250. So of that, now uh, we give to the investor, we're giving 1,788,937. And the remaining, there we go. The manager gets 596,000 $313. Not bad, right? So the manager on this deal alone, just from the capital transaction, has made that 596313 plus the 35,250 uh, plus, um, plus whatever amount that they made uh, to in the, in the fees, which means that outside of fees, They've made a good $631,000. So this is the way that a, uh, that a uh, waterfall works. Now, if my name is Tilden Moschetti, I am a syndication attorney with the Moschetti Syndication Law Group. If we can help you put a syndication or fund together, we'd be happy to talk about it 
We work exclusively under Regulation D, Rule 506B, Rule 506C. That's what we do every day. And make sure we can help you be successful.